0: nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz and I'm your pop
1: culture and sports nerd, Ali. I am Ali, your classic nerd. Diz, I have a I came across this photo and I'm going to tweet it out tomorrow but you're going to get a preview of it tonight Okay. that I thought so perfectly encapsulates my my personality. I don't think I've ever come across a single photo that is like the essence of who I am as a person like like at a soul level it's uh i'm gonna send it to you right now okay send it to you this second uh and then i want you to i want you to respond live to this on air because i really think i don't know where i found this too i was just scrolling through my photos is is that me or is that me (laughs) right it's the perfect blend of like laid back, okay, but goth. Let me let me
0: describe <laughs> let me describe let me describe this for the podcast listeners, okay? So it is the incarnation of death, right? <laughs> so black hood, skeleton with the what is it, a scepter is that what it's a called? Scythe, scythe, scythe. Yeah, that big ass blade on a stick, okay. On a fucking inflatable pink flamingo
1: (laughs) in a swamp or some shit. Just just ghosting down. (laughs) Just chilling. Uh, But is is that not me, right? It's such my personality. (laughs) A little bit of spooky, a little bit of scary, but very laid back. I love it.
0: You know what you just did though, right? What? Um, You did what the kids on TikTok call a blind react
1: Oh, is that what this is called?
0: It's a blind react, right? So like you're supposed to, they'll, they'll say blind react to this. And then, so that means you're supposed to like duet the video and then mm-hmm. react and record yourself reacting and posting what, to what you're seeing. And that, that's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. It's called a blind People react. People are
1: interested in people's reactions. Yeah. You just did a blind reaction. Well, I think reaction. I've seen one of these. I, I'm not sure if it was blind. Yeah. I saw one where there's a guy, he's a British dude uh-huh. with a big old beard. Uh, and he reacts to paint oh, where he tries to guess Guess what color it is. Yeah, what color fun. it is. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, like fun. so fucking stressed. Yeah. It's one of the funniest things ever because he's, he, in fairness to him, it is very, very hard to guess yes. any of the paints right yeah. mm-hmm. they they come out of the blue and you're just like, the fuck i thought that was going to be red and it turned out to be green so that yeah. that's funny i'm assuming it's along those lines though
0: yeah it's kind of like similar to remember like the fbe fine brothers entertainment or whatever right do you remember they, they
1: tried to um copyright that react they tried to co- copyright react as if yeah. they hey, invented the idea hey hold on by the way do you know what happened to them
0: what ha- what happened
1: i don't okay. i don't i've never heard from them since like i think past 2015 okay
0: so they that whole they lost like a shit ton of subscribers after they tried to create that like react worldwide and like copyright yeah. the name react whatever yeah. right that was i know they
1: tried to create a tv show at one point
0: well yeah they almost they did have a tv show in like vh1 but it didn't uh, like it ended up not like VH1 going past the thing vh1 still a thing yeah i don't know that's man. where all the the real housewives shows and stuff are you know like oh. the real yeah all that stuff's on VH1. always wondered
1: where the, those shows are. Yeah,
0: at. Basketball Wives, all that shit, that's all on oh. VH1. Sorry, Real Housewives is on like TLC. Then Basketball Wives and that shit is on uh, VH1. Anyways, I digress. So they lost a lot of follow- uh, subscribers after the React Worldwide, right? Yeah. Recently, so within the past few months, they gotten a lot of shit. Uh oh. So they do. It turns out, like. They had done videos with Shane Dawson, yeah, um, where Shane Dawson was like doing blackface and doing
1: all sorts of racist stuff. Oh shit! I remember Shane Dawson back yeah. in the day used to do blackface. Yeah, um, and he never really addressed. It. I think he apologized at one point, but still, it was pretty he, bad.
0: He apologized recently after like the whole George Floyd thing, because people called him out for it again, and oh. they called him out for him like sexualizing a twelve-year-old Willow Smith.
1: Oh okay that's that's yeah. uncomfortable. Like yeah. like no, Jada
0: no, no, Jada no. and um and Jaden like called him out on it online cuz I guess had, people had sent them the video oh, that's of him wrong. like that's like, wrong. Yeah like sexualizing a poster of Willow Smith when she was like, 12 or 13. Yeah. That's very uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. like
1: super like he's, disgusting. he's creepy and weird as it is. I know yeah. I'm, I I'm going to get shit for it cuz his fans are really fucking devoted fans. but good lord. Bro, he talked about like masturbating on his cat. He, he yeah, he's so Okay, well, you know you know the word crusty? Yeah. When I think of like a physical embodiment of crusty, mm-hmm. I think Shane Dawson. Yeah. Is that um, wrong? Is that mean no. to no, say? No. No, it? that's right. I mean, I don't I don't follow I agree. him, but every time I've I've never encountered liked him. him yeah. I've never watched his shows. I've never watched any of his episodes. I'm just no. not it was never my thing. Yeah. And I was never a big um YouTube uh, into, person. Yeah, I'm not a YouTube person in general. I know, like, you a are little a British fan. YouTube. You did, like, uh, what's their names? Dan and Phil. I only knew Dan and Phil because my friends were really into Dan and Phil. So, like, uh-huh. Brie was super into Dan and Phil. One of them and came out recently. I think it was Dan. I think they both came out, actually. Yeah, but Dan had, like, this hour-long video that was, like, really, like, touching. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. I just yeah. know they both came out because Brie told me. But she used to follow them, and a bunch of them, her and Katie, were, like, super obsessed with. Um The British youtubers, I don't know why, but they were, mm-hmm. so I knew a couple of them. I knew Dan Phil, I knew Pointless blog and Zoella, and I think that's it. so I have never been artists, a big fan. Right? Zo's the makeup person she's the makeup person. Mm-hmm. I was never a big YouTube person, but every time I encountered Shane Dawson, it him. was always because he had done something ridiculously Stupid. outrageous yeah um okay,
0: so that was number one, right? so they got yeah. they were in some videos where Shane Dawson like did some did blackface or did said racist stuff something like that so they got in trouble by association there right yeah but then some ex-workers of uh at, at, at fine brothers entertainment right fbe which is their yeah their group um actually spoke out about how like they never put like black people in the thumbnails right like they would they would put like the white faces or like the lighter skin faces in the thumbnails. Um, And when they got called out on it, they're like, they just kind of like swept it under the uh, the rug. Uh, Some other minorities or people of color and and other people of color talked about how they were treated differently um, Hmm. at work. And like they were, you know, they were harassed for their race. And when they brought it up, they got reprimanded instead of the people that like harassed them for their race. They got reprimanded. Yeah. So it was a big like there was like I think ten or eleven uh ex FBE empl- uh, employees who spoke out against it. Oh wow! Um, so they had a
1: they had a Bon Appetit moment.
0: Yeah, a bunch of their reactors left. Right, a lot of their black reactors left. Oh, like I think wow. like eighty to ninety percent of their black reactors left, and then um, I think like maybe like. Five or six other big names that were like you know like got really popular on that React right. show like they were like the mainstays and like fan favorites on there like left as well so it's been a they've lo- they've yeah, got they such a they
1: have such an interesting in terms of the, their uh pool if you will right because mm-hmm. I've seen some of their videos and you could see like the little kids will now become teens react like they the you can see them yeah. grow up right but. In terms of concept, they completely stole that concept from other YouTubers. Other people were doing React videos long before they were. React Mm -hmm. uh, videos in particular were very popular amongst two groups of people, black YouTubers and gamer YouTubers, right? Mm -hmm. Those were the two people that always did some type of React video. Um, And it was popular as as a part of the subcultures of YouTube that then they picked up and they made more I guess, professional or polished or edited or... It was a more manufactured and produced product. And they ended up becoming quite famous for that. But the reality is that the idea is taken from somebody else. Mm -hmm. And we've mentioned this before, is YouTube does two things very well. And this is most social media, not unique to YouTube, right? Is that while pretending to be radically egalitarian, right? YouTube for Mm -hmm. everybody, right? At its heart, it almost always reinforces the same social hierarchies that exist in society, right? The top YouTubers are still predominantly white. There are, you know, some changes, right? Just as there are black actors, right? Mm -hmm. But on the whole, it's predominantly white. It's predominantly male, um, with the exception being um, beauty gurus, right? Uh, In general, it reinforces a lot of that. Um, And, you know... Despite any sort of language of "look, we're breaking barriers," most of the YouTubers that you end up seeing get super wealthy were already from pretty middle class backgrounds. Right? True. Not yeah. a lot of working class YouTubers suddenly are making millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. That's other than like real... a Timothy della Ghetto and yeah, with yeah. some exceptions. There. There's always yeah. a little. There's some minor exceptions. Yeah. The other thing is that YouTube, like all the other social medias, is geared towards sensationalization. Mm-hmm. It's about getting those views and likes. Right. And so particularly early on, I think there was an element of just allowing things to like I don't understand how Shane Dawson was allowed to do blackface for that long
0: yeah and because we're kind.
1: not talking about we're not talking about like oh he did it for like a couple months and then he got called up this it is a stuff he did for years right yeah. he had a whole character i don't know what the character's name is but it was I like remember, a fake it was like a Nicki minaj parody yeah and you just were like oh my god and he did it like from 2008 to like 2012 yeah it wasn't like a short period of time he did it for years on end and so i'm not surprised that these youtubers are being called out but there's a part of me that goes why is, has it taken so long
0: society has shifted right I like guess. people like people are now more in tune with what's okay and what's not okay right it's like w- people say like oh yeah pc culture has gone too far it's not pc we said this millions of times it's not fucking pc culture it's now yeah. people are like yeah racism just isn't funny right yeah right because it, it's it's we realize no- nowadays with the ca- like, the camera phone being so prevalent. And granted, it was prevalent back then, too. Yeah. But we're just being more exposed to it because social media has been on the rise. You know, the camera phones. everyone's got right. a fucking camera phone now. Right, right, um, right, Everyone has some sort of social media. And we're seeing the effects of racism, right? Like right. Like, we're seeing videos of how racism directly affects people. We're seeing how sexism directly affects people. We're seeing how xenophobia directly affects people. Yeah. So now we see it, right? Mm -hmm. Because when we were kids and we saw those pictures like in our textbooks and we saw like the, you know, like videos of the civil rights era when like people were getting sprayed with hoses. It was a terrible feeling, right? To see that, right? Because it was real. You saw it. You saw other people's pain. Now you're seeing it on a daily basis. So what, and before we weren't, right? Because we, we didn't have that same exposure to it it was okay, like, oh yeah, you could laugh at it because you didn't realize the effects of it. Now that we realize how bad the effects are, no one accepts it anymore. Yeah, I think
1: there's also an age component to it too, right? Mm -hmm. So people, the audience of YouTube is relatively young. And the same with with TikTok, right? The audience of both are very young, uncomfortably so in my opinion, but they're both very young. Mm -hmm. And they're now growing. Think about it. So when was the heyday of YouTube? 2008. Right, mm-hmm. two thousand eight to two thousand ten is like the peak YouTube golden age. If you, will. Uh, I would, I would say it lasted a little bit longer. That's when when YouTubers became actual influencers. Two thousand eight to two thousand ten. That doesn't I, mean I would. YouTube... I would say I would say until two thousand and
0: eleven, twelve, because they had a VH1 show, up until they, they did. A, but yeah.
1: the the people who ended up on those VH1 shows became popular in oh eight to two thousand ten. That's where the when the millions were struck. Yeah. Right. I, when people I'm, became I'm, million subscribers and whatnot. Now I'm, of course, even yeah. until now, YouTubers are still relatively big up until say two thousand eighteen or so. They were still pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Um but the golden age is, is that two year period in which that's when you saw people go from like a hundred thousand subscribers To suddenly a million subscribers, yeah, two million. That's when Vlogbrothers became a thing. It's also you can tell where some people stopped growing. Like Vlogbrothers didn't grow after that. Yeah, they stayed roughly in the same a the same kind of subscriber count. Yeah, but if you look at that time age, uh, you're looking at very young kids. You're looking at people who are either in high school Mm -hmm. uh, or who are late middle school. Yeah. That's right. the age that they are. If that's the age they are in 2008, 2010, then now look where they are in 2020. Yeah, cause right? that, was,
0: that was me in college and now I'm in my 30s. So those right. people are so like...
1: People are growing up. Yeah. And the, as the audience is growing up, two things happen. Either they grow out of the YouTuber, right? Mm-hmm. They unsubscribe or they just stop following, right? Like, I'm not sure. I don't think any of my friends really follow who are really big into the British YouTubers. I don't think any of them really follow the british youtubers anyway, you
0: know it's weird right funny. i used to be like a big like i used to subscribe to ksi and like i watched all his Do you stuff. follow them so i don't i yeah, randomly so you- today because i started playing a new game called among us right yeah. like on my phone and like my tablet yeah um and it's a really popular game like all the twitch users are using it i was looking up like funny because um, it's it's a it's a pretty funny game when you play it but i was looking up like funny moments in the game yeah. and i watched uh, KSI and his crew playing Among Us and I'm like oh shit Like this is where KSI went I knew like he boxed like Logan Paul or some shit right, right. but like I hadn't kept up with him other than that and then I saw him playing this game and that was the first time i right. had actually watched a KSI video in
1: almost seven years six seven years see so you what ha- ends up happening is you just grow out of it right yeah and two the other thing that ends up happening is that you take a closer look at what you were watching mm-hmm. and you go Ooh, that doesn't stand the test of time. Yeah, right. It's the same thing with the Harry Potter series, right? You grew up watching the Harry Potter series. I was a big Harry Potter fan. A bunch of people were big Harry Potter fans, right? And we've even on this podcast have talked about the impact of Harry Potter on fantasy, the thing it's the stuff that it's opened up. Uh, we've talked about the great contribution it's made to reading, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the 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 normalization of fantasy, how making fantasy a sort of mainstream thing. We've remarked on all that, and in the past, we've had a very positive relationship, I would say, with J.K. Rowling. right and then compare that right now it's so bad it's cringe you you go and you look back and you've not just because the author turned out to be a trans you know allegedly transphobic right which her her comments can certainly be seen as deeply bigoted towards Mm -hmm. trans women right and trans people of all stripes not just trans women right let's let's be call a spade a spade right this is a person who has used her platform to be harmful she's just released a new book we're planning um, on releasing a new book planning a new book release who the main character is tra- the main villain is trans yeah literally is a or, or, a, or a caricature
0: a, of what's trans or like a cross caricature dresser. in her mind of what yeah. is, is trans
1: not an actual trans person yeah you know the person who um, I'm a quote unquote man who dresses as a woman in order to go kill people right, right. this is the bullshit that she's been peddling okay. despite all of that even though the author is shit the story itself doesn't hold up yeah right? no so it's not just the, the author that has made us more jaundiced to the story because we've grown up we look back and we go oh yeah. some of this stuff is really cringe a holy shit she built racism she built slavery right into the system and said yeah. oh but they're happy yeah. <laughs> the house elves right it's like yeah. holy crap it's not that is uh-huh. not okay right yeah. or the fact that she you know she's got this overt uh you know, repudiation of racism between the Death Eaters and Umbridge and the concept of the half breed and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. But then also some really horrific tropes, right? Cho Chang. Yeah. Holy shit. You yeah. really came up or you created an Irish character who blows things up. <laughs> uh, right? <Yeah. laughs> Maybe not or the only Indian character in the entire series is sn- her fear as a s squ- is a cobra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Right? <laughs> It's like, hold on a minute. <laughs> Wait hold a second. on a minute. <laughs> this on. is not okay. And then it becomes like, then as an adult, you go and you watch Fantastic Beasts and stuff like that, right? Then it's, it's a whole cool. fucking rape thing, bro. There's a whole, yeah, there's a whole story of, of sexual assault in there. Never mind the fact that the story of, uh, of negini right it's like yeah. straight up the quote-unquote dragon lady trope and just like holy shit yeah. cursed blood and then you think about werewolves and then you think about the hiv scare the way she, yeah. she talks about werewolves is the exact same language they used to use about hiv about the the scare of of of, of hiv yeah. positive or, or men with aids yeah. going around and deliberately infecting people Nothing Bro. holds up, Ali. Nothing holds up. Nothing holds up, holds up right? Bro. So there's fucking an used of... to
0: love how I met your mother. Now I'm like, all these people suck. I fucking love Don and Now I'm like, these guys are the fucking but worst. But you know
1: what that is? People would look at that and they go, oh, that's just because you're being social justice which is always a way, a d- way of dismissing right? being, uh, you know, more conscientious. But in reality, these are all good signs. Because yeah, what right? they indicate is that you're growing up. Okay. You shouldn't always. This is the thing. You should never have an overwhelming sense of nostalgia. If there's a couple things you feel nostalgic about, that's good, right? Right? That's fine. But if you're constantly looking at your past with rose colored glasses then one you're never growing and two you are not aware of the actual world around you so we shouldn't be trying to make america great again no this is the thing <laughs> this is why we, this is why when you say oh nothing stands up i'm going good because that is what historians believe is evolution you're growing as a person because if you're constantly thinking nostalgically then you are vulnerable to those make america I was restrican- told
0: evolution is fake Alley. I
1: mean, we can argue right now that that we're in this t- we're in this crossroads in American history in which we're literally having competing fucking nostalgias, right? Mm-hmm. You've got one dude who's promising to make America great again by imagining some type of nineteen fifties bullshit in which only white people have power, mm-hmm. right? And then you have the other dude who's promising we'll go back to decency with a sort of nostalgic lens of the Obama era. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, these, those were the good old days where we could disagree civilly. And I'm like, okay, that's great for you, maybe, old white dude. But I'm pretty sure for the millions of people that Obama deported, not so golden age. Yeah, or the Maybe for the strikes. thousands of bombs he dropped in the Middle East, not that's so fair. golden age. Right? Yeah. So... I want people to grow out of their, their rose-colored glasses so that you don't fall vulnerable to these two old men giving you these competing visions. That is, if you could hear you know, them speak when they're, when they're not too busy interrupting and yelling over each other.
0: Yeah, look, man. So I, I want to be clear. You know what I've been? I've been getting annoyed about, like... Cause I watched parts of the debate. I didn't watch the whole thing. We went I, to Taco I, I Tuesday. I watched it. I
1: live-streamed it.
0: I couldn't do it, man. I, we went to Taco Tuesday instead because I knew it was going to be yeah. a shit show. But I didn't expect it to be that much of a shit show. It was bad. Like, it was bad. I. It was. It was the worst debate I've ever seen in my life. Right? Yeah. It, like, well, it wasn't a debate. Yeah. There was no debating. Two old men yelling at each other.
1: It was just two old men. I mean, I said it. I was like, "This is, this is an empire in collapse." But here's the thing, and
0: maybe it's me being. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being too much of an optimist or not being a realist. There was a clear-cut winner of that debate between the two people debating.
1: Right? Yes. Okay. So the overwhelming majority of the polls indicated that Biden did win the debate. I think because he came off as sane. Yeah, right? And not unhinged. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing though. I think there's a couple things that people don't remember. One, debates don't move the needle that much. True. They don't. What happens, because the debates happen so late, by this time, most people have already kind of figured it out. Mm-hmm. And the people who say they're independent, it's the same thing with 2016. There was a lot of people that claimed they were undecided. The truth is that I don't trust opinion polls. Uh-huh. Opinion polls are very, very unreliable, in my opinion. No offense to our political science people, right? But, but that's
0: true. That, the opinion, What was it? The 365 or
1: what's that big one? The, yeah, you're talking about the Nate Silver's poll. Yeah. That's not a, an opinion poll. That's oh. a prediction. So His was te- actually pretty correct, technically. The, yeah, people, people are missing the point. Yeah. Predictions can come relatively close, right? That's based off of action, what I'm going to do. And it's usually aggregated. Mm-hmm. Opinions are where we will find a lot of unreliability. And that is because most people are going to respond differently when they're asked a question that's mm-hmm. just the reality of this. People are shaped by who they're responding to. We know this, that even the gender of the person asking the question has an impact.
0: Oh, that's true, bro. When I right? get calls from scammers, when it's a dude, I tell them to go fuck themselves. Right? When it's a lady, I'm like, ma'am, please never call me again.
1: Right? So th- <laughs> th- we know that there's there's these components and factors that aren't taken into consideration. So opinion polls are a little bit iffy. Where this is evidenced in the fact is that almost... All of the debates in 2016 were won by Clinton. Mm -hmm. Clinton won handily every single debate. And yet, at the end of the day, it didn't move the needle for her. It didn't. It didn't make that big of a difference. So same here. I don't think it's going to make that big a difference who won or who lost this particular debate. But what debates can do is energize your base. Yeah, they can get people energetic to vote because at the end of the day, there's some really good research that's indicated this is that there's really you're not convincing people. What you're doing is you're trying to get them excited. Yeah, that's it. You're trying to excite your people and dispirit the other side. That's really how elections are won. And I think uh, the debate may have helped Biden in that regards that. Yeah. Walked away going, okay. All the attacks on his mental state, all the attacks on his capability, he stood up and he did a good job. Yeah. On the other hand, (laughs) this other guy's whackaloon and needs to go. Yeah, bro. The fucking guy couldn't fucking denounce white supremacy. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, are you kidding me? It's the most easy fucking
0: answer you could have gave. Do Do you you denounce white supremacists? Yes
1: who Uh, he's he he, he said who uh, i said said this to you i said this to you two weeks ago i think two to three weeks ago i said if biden wins it'll be in spite of himself yeah it'll it'll be he'll win because trump (laughs) melts down i said that didn't i right yeah i said and it's coming true it's because the reality is that the worst enemy that trump has is himself
0: yeah Ooh. right speaking speaking of that bro i don't this uh him having well now as we we're recording, Trump tested positive for COVID. Trump and the First Lady tested yep. positive for COVID. Yeah, uh, about thirty days out from the election. Well, now,
1: now now they're saying that Trump the Trump event was a super spreader. Yeah, the because... the Amy Barnett the Amy well, here's whatever the thing. Barnett sh- thing. This is the problem: is that initially they, the way they announced this, they revealed it very late Thursday. They said, "Hope Hicks had it." Originally, they said Hope Hicks had it. They said it around eight or nine or so, right? A.M. or P.M. uh, P.M. They said Hope Hicks has it, and then around one A.M. Oh no, like almost twelve, midnight. Trump tweets out that I have it too. Yeah. And so the initial timeline was that okay, Hope Hicks traveled on the airplane with him, and she gave it to him. Mm -hmm. But then today, or or on Saturday, it was revealed that he may have had it earlier. Because they said seventy-two hours, and people are like, wait a minute, seventy-two hours—that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay, so maybe it wasn't ho Hicks and then it turns out a bunch of other people had it. Chris Christie got was tested positive. Chris Kelly Christie Ann- tested positive today. Yeah. Kelly today, Conway. Kellyanne Conway, her, her daughter exposed her ass. <laughs> it's like my mom has gone, and then what her daughter said was all because of the Supreme Court nomination, and that's when people went, oh, wait a minute, and they looked back, what if this was. From the Rose Garden incident, where they all got together, no one was social distancing, no one was wearing, wearing a mask, and so now yeah. the theory is that it was spread at that event
0: well, if you look at the people who were at the event and now they the were people all in proximity with yeah. each other yeah. so it's been about seventeen
1: people, I think
0: from that event that now seventeen have
1: people well and then an additional eleven people from the debate
0: yeah and So, Trump showed up late to the debate and didn't get tested, Yes, and they went on the honor system.
1: Yeah, so this is the other component of this, is not only that, okay, now the timeline's a little funky, this thing probably infected him much earlier, but then two, Trump himself was a spreader. Yeah. That he and his team then got gave it to the people who were doing the debate prep and preparing the the uh, place for them, and he had actually actually put Biden at risk. Now it's possible Biden has it; he's tested negative, yeah. but it's also very early, so we don't know. It takes two to five days for the Yeah, symptoms. so what we're, we're looking at here is the reality is that not only is the president of the United States infected with COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. But he may have actually spread COVID-19 himself. He may have become a super spreader. Now, I, I don't want to sound glib about this. Actually, I do. I don't give a fuck. Let's yeah. be petty. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. The irony here mm-hmm. is so on the nose that if, you, if someone had written this as a TV show, the executive producer would have been like, tone it back a bit. <laughs> this is a little unbelievable. <laughs> tone yeah. it back. It's too much. Look at this guy. Uh, he wears a mask everywhere he goes. You could be literally not even a couple days he later. He's <laughs> he comes out as positive. This is after the guy openly admitted to uh, downplaying the virus. Yep. Who spent almost a year, almost a year, not a full year, but almost a year. We'll see. Right? Ten months at least. Ten months he has spent downplaying this thing. He China called it a hoax. he called it the China virus, he Cun said flu. it'll go away, it's only a couple people, it'll go away like a miracle, originally he said it would only be 20,000, then he's like 20, maybe 30, maybe 40, <laughs> and then yeah. when it hit 60, he's like 60, maybe 70, 100 at the most, we're now at 207,000 okay. people have, been infe- have died from this thing, millions of people infected, whole states had to shut down, all of this. And then the the sort of great irony is that, and I said this, right? He is his own worst nightmare. He got this because he refused to wear a mask. Yep. He got this because he refused to social distance. That literally, he's in the hospital now. Walter Reed. Walter Reed Hospital because of his own issue. The fucking guy,
0: he tweets, we're
1: okay, I think. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, 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 the problem is that we're getting contradictory information, right? Yeah. They were told he's okay and that out of an abundance of caution, they just took him to Walter Reed. Then we find out from anonymous sources that his, he had heart palpitations. Yeah. We find out that his breathing was bad, that they had to actually administer oxygen, which is why he had to go to the hospital. Which is like, all right, if this is going to get worse, we need him to be in the hospital. We also find out that they're actually giving him some like, pretty advanced Stage three te- trial, like it's in, in the third stage of trials or whatnot. Uh, mixture of medicine, which you only do if a person is, you know, yeah, a bit risky, right? So, yeah, he'll probably Recover. pull through, right? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe not, but he probably will pull through. But the reality is that he's in this p- particular position because he put himself in this position. True, hundred percent. Right? Like this is the thing, and we've been seeing it all year. I I told a bunch of my friends, I was like, Americans think that they can USA this disease away. Yeah, right. right? USA USA Like I'm like, you do realize the the virus doesn't give a shit if you're, you're from you're scared or you're not. Yeah. Right? I'm not, I'm not afraid of no disease. It's like, this is not a, it's not like a, a villain that if you show it, no fear. It's not like a bully that if you show it, no fear, it's going to back down. It's a fucking virus. It doesn't give two shits what you're feeling towards it. It doesn't care if you believe in it or not. Hey, listen. The gravity, you cannot believe in gravity. If you jump off a roof, you're going to go splat. This is what's happening here. I have a serious
0: question for you. Am I a dick for not giving a fuck that this guy's got it?
1: No. So look, look we're, we come out of this tradition of, uh, in America I think in particular, wealthy elites who demand a level of decorum as if that matters. For them, one of the biggest issues of Donald Trump is, has never been his policies. Mm-hmm. If you look at the way in which Democrats, the Democratic leadership, and the pundits have challenged Donald Trump, it has never been over the fact that his policies are horrendous. Why? Mm -hmm. Because they support most of those policies. Let's be real, right? The Obama administration and the Democrats were very comfortable with putting up a wall. People forget that Hillary Clinton campaigned not on we're not going to put up a wall, but we've already put up a fence. That was her campaign position. The other component is like putting kids in cages. Those cages, who do you think started those? Uh, Right? Yeah. Like That's never been the issue. The issue has always been that Donald Trump breaks the unwritten rules. Yeah, right. He's too vulgar, he's too open about it. He's too he breaks the the norms, quote unquote norms. Have you even noticed they talk about these democratic norms? Those democratic norms are just about protecting the elites. They're not about ordinary people 100%. Right? And so now when he's gotten sick, we can see once more those very people who have spent the past several years raising the alarm about how this is the most dangerous man in the world, they are now demanding that we we wish him well. Fuck right? that. Rachel Maddow, we wish you well, sir. Fuck you. Rachel Maddow, you have spent the past three years talking about how he's a Russian secret agent bullshit, right? The conspiracy theories that the left is upset, the liberals are obsessed with, right? Yeah. Literally. Th- these people have spent years telling us that he's the most dangerous man in the world, but the second he gets sick, the norms have to be maintained, no, right? Fuck that shit. Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters is about the preservation of power. It's the preservation of those norms. But I'm sorry if we generally believe that the man is a fascist, then you don't pray for the fascist to get better.
0: No, bro, the motherfucker literally tweeted last month. The only good Democrat is a dead Democrat.
1: Yeah, it's like I don't, I don't really care. Look. If he gets better, he gets better, great. We we defeat him in the polls. If he doesn't get better and he dies, great. If he <laughs> right? dies, I he dies. We, justice listen, justice should come to him one way or the other in my yeah. opinion. I don't give a fuck about no, we need he needs to get better so we can defeat him at the polls. I really honestly would rather not take the risk. Yeah, right. Who cares? Yeah, I'm not does. wishing death upon him, but, but I'm also he not does, sitting here. I'm not worried about him or praying for Oh please that's yeah. none of my business. I leave it in God's hands. <laughs> yeah.
0: hey, hey listen. Listen. You go ahead. You say what you got to say and then I'm gonna say what I got to say cuz we're gonna say end it. on what I say. No, go for it. Go for it. I was gonna say cuz this is a great quote to end on. Right? I saw this online. They didn't respect the dying woman's wishes of wait, waiting, right? Till the the after the election to put out a nominee. They decided to put up a nominee, they threw a party, and now all the motherfuckers got COVID
1: so (laughs) bad. They did get COVID. You know, there was another guy, I think his name's Anthony... Wiener? ...or whatever. (laughs) I forgot his name, but he put out, he he said something really funny. He goes, this is word for word, the story from uh, Edgar Allan Poe's Mask of the Red Death. There's a disease going up, rich guy throws a big party for all his friends, the disease shows up to the party and ends up killing them all. (laughs) It's like Edgar Allan Poe. So credit to Anthony who who tweeted this yeah, out. Whatever you Anthony, whatever your name is. I think it's Oliveira was what it was. But it was yeah. so funny and so true. Look, the chances of him dying are very slim, but we gotta point out 2020 has decided that it's gonna have a sense of humor. Yeah, it decided it might have a chance to redeem itself, you know. <laughs> or it's gonna end up, you know, the actual author of 2020 was George R. R. Martin all all along. <laughs> So that's what we're looking at right now. <laughs> Fucking COVID is the White Walkers. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the, it's the White Walkers from the beginning of the season that just show up <laughs> at the end. So we'll leave it there. It's been an interesting couple of days. Watch this space. Uh, we'll we'll keep you informed of what happens uh, and Diz is going to let you know how you can get a hold of us
0: Facebook, Facebook facebook.com slash currently nerdy twitter at currently nerdy instagram at currently nerdy tumblr currently com youtube wait to put our, our videos on private real quick but we'll go back and put them up there soon um, so look out for that we're on Stitcher Google Play and the iTunes podcast app so make sure you give us a 5 star rating review and you're subscribed make all your friends subscribe because you're not a true friend until you've spread the disease of currently nerdy to your friends. So do it. I think my Trump impression sucks ass. But if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. Ali, how can I get a hold of you?
1: More offended that you call this a disease. <laughs> it's a disease. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at AAOLOMI or on our sister podcast, Head on History,
0: Diz. You can catch me everywhere at Dizbulla, Dizbullah, D I Z B U L L A H. Listen, I know you guys have been waiting for currently nerdy sports. In my defense, there's a fucking pandemic and. I don't want to sit in close proximity with the man sharing a mic, less than two feet away from each other. So we're trying to figure out patience, the yeah, patience, yeah. We're trying to figure out the logistics of it, and also the football season might come to an end. Fucking games are getting <laughs> postponed left and right. So you know, we'll figure sure it, it out. I got for you, everyone
1: there. here at currently nerdy. Thank you for tuning in, and remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. All
0: hail the currently nerdy. <laughs>